0: Welcome to For The Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.FM or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the self-titled debut album from Koriki, who are DC legend Ian McKay of Minor Threat and Fugazi, his wife Amy Farina, and Joe Lally from Fugazi. The first song is called Clean Kill. Nobody sounds like Ian McKay. And so I like the fact that this first track has about a minute of drums and bass before his voice comes in. And it kind of makes you wait a little bit.
1: Yeah, he's so. It is not anyone's idea of a classically powerful voice. And yet it is. He does such good work with it here. And it seems so appropriate to telling this just kind of day-to-day story of, oh, I'm working in my office, Uh, not too eventful, and she's a drone pilot, and her job is killing people, and the contrast of that situation could be overplayed, and it's so right, I think, to kind of underplay it here, at least for most of the song.
0: Yeah, this record was, so first of all, the three these three people have been playing together for five years and they started playing shows again about two years ago, just very, very low key. Apparently there was an announcement on some DC political list and they just kind of showed up and played some music. So, But this was recorded before the pandemic, obviously, but these songs were written in the backdrop of, the Trump election and living in D.C., which must be a very strange thing to be doing right now, and it definitely has that ominous tone of "we are at the end of the American experiment," and it's the lyrics are oblique, but it's just the right tone for this moment.
1: Yeah, it's kind of nice that I, you know, this is the second band in a row that we're doing that is a D.C. punk band That's a good point. after that Bad Moves record, and it's sort of. Interesting, I think, to see the different takes on living in that city in this day and age. And obviously that a band that's still getting started. And even if this is the first record from this band, these musicians are super veterans. And of course, this is released on Discord, which is Makai's legendary label.
0: Yeah, I think that the Bad Moves is a good contrast because I think what we have needed lately in this crazy situation that we're living through is the bad moves which is kind of uplifting and cheers you up and is power pop that keeps you going whereas this is a more realistic assessment of the situation of things are getting really dark and at least we're all experiencing it together and we can make art about it
1: yeah the, the anger is real here but there is a joy in the musicianship here i had not heard Amy Farina's work before, and Mm. the variety of different drum sounds, there's persistent clicking along with incredibly driving bass drums and lots of, you know, not showy and distracting, but just enough variety to kind of put the tweak on what's otherwise a very classic syncopated rhythm, but there's enough shading in there to make it really interesting and gives this song a remarkable energy.
0: Yeah, they had played together for several years as the Evens, and it was a much more quiet sound. And this, I think, is a much more interesting incarnation. And adding Joe Lully and his bass, which has such a distinctive voice, is really creates a complete picture.
1: Yeah, so I think from this really striking first song, we move into the next track on the album. It's called Hard to Explain. Did you follow? I'm glad we played that section because this song has such a wonderful kind of shaggy vibe to it as it's going through, again, those great Imakai vocals and then the unison choruses that are so brief. And it's got this very garage rock kind of grungy vibe. And then goes into this 20-second long jazz odyssey Mm -hmm. was not what I expected. And the ability to surprise and delight is is such a wonderful thing about this album, and we hear it here in a big way,
0: yeah, it's such a that instrumental section is so delightful. And they're all such talented musicians. And when you have only three people, each of them really has to carry more than their weight in order to make it a full and interesting sound. And they really do that here,
1: yeah. so this is a song that i I think. Part of me, I tried to put it to a more political interpretation, but it does feel like maybe just something more personal about the punk scene. Not quite sure, but of course, these guys have been both very political and titans of the punk scene for so long that it could be a little of both.
0: Yeah, I have my own opinions, uh, uh, interpretations that I'll keep to myself, but one of the lines is, your position is you expect me to fix... My position
1: is you want me to fix...
0: Something that you said I broke in 1986.
1: Yeah, so clearly there's some uh, some history here. And yeah, when you've been doing this that long, there are some strong but, feelings to be yeah. had.
0: There are definitely people who will continue to opine that Minor Threat was a better band than Fugazi, and they're obviously wrong.
1: But people like having opinions, so that's fun.
0: <laughs> but anyway, this is, uh, you know, it, it's this whole record. Each song really kind of turns in different directions and surprises you, and the musicianship is really interesting. And even though the lyrics are kind of hiding the ball, you get the gist of what they're going for, and it creates an overall tone and mood that is just really exceptional.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm delighted that yeah, going from this song into the next track on the album, that jazziness I think is let to play pretty heavily, especially with the drumming on the next track. Say yes. the shoulder you could last two tracks that i think were at least obliquely topical well actually the first one was pretty explicitly topical the second one seemed to be about you know that long history in the punk scene this feels much more kind of metaphysical and just the sense of embracing the weirdness of life i don't know maybe there's a concrete meaning that i'm supposed to seize on to but instead it just seems to be a little bit of a being open to Possibility kind of track
0: I mean sometimes I hassle you about reading too much Into the lyrics without And assuming that you know what the Authorial intent is Uh or focusing Too much on the lyrics but at their first Performance that they did as a band Together they handed out Printed lyrics sheets (laughs) so Clearly they want the message To come across especially in some of the more Politically oriented songs but I feel like This you're right this is more just Kind of fun and I love the way that the that she plays with the drums and the that rolling drum beat. Like, there's so much in here that's just weird and unexpected.
1: Yeah, well, I, I'd so this kind of stutter stop of these mm-hmm. this guitar and bass again, super jazzy with these pauses, and then we heard that section with the electric guitar just come barging in and screaming at everyone, and it's a lot of fun. And I think yeah that they're not taking themselves too seriously here even as they clearly have the chops to pull off this thing that's pretty ambitious and a little weird.
0: And she has such a great singing voice. I love her voice. It's very powerful, but also a little bit strange. And I I think she adds so much to the vocals throughout this yeah, record. Yeah,
1: it's nice that she do- really dominates the song, except for the title of the song, where it then strips back to Say Yes. And, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, that maybe you... Get that haircut Don't worry It'll grow back It's uh, a good message For all of us Yes Especially in quarantine
0: Yes And then a more pointed Back to the more pointed Political messages In the next track we'll play Which is Have a cup of tea
1: Suddenly it's June The year feels almost over Schedules have been posted Numbers have been run
0: looking
1: damage has been done
0: of the guitar line in the suggestion by Fugazi that's that very menacing undertone that's kind of slow and just very minor key and very threatening.
1: Yeah, it is spooky and appropriate for a song that seems, again, so must have been written before this year and yet seems so to have foreseen what we're going through of a pandemic and mass unrest and government crackdown. And it just feels like everything's about to spin out of control and people are mixing up Molotov cocktails. It's pretty, it feels so of the time.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not like Trump wasn't doing horrible things before he plunged us into this pandemic.
1: Yeah. But I mean, it just seems like, yeah, they clearly was like, yeah, it's going to be real bad and that it's, you know, by June, like I, we just wanted to be over. Yeah, you know, everything was already so bad, and like, nope, we got however many infinite months of this to go. So, yay!
0: But I think that what this song captures really well, in an in a way that's hard to articulate, is the feeling of ha- being in the midst of all this chaos and all these really bad things happening, and America spiraling out of control, and not being able to really do much except for have a cup of tea and feeling paralyzed in that way. And now, of course, with the coronavirus, it's even more, it feels even more that way because you can't even really leave your house or even if you wanted to like go knock on doors and campaign for the November election, like nobody's going to open their door because everybody's inside. Yeah.
1: So that we hear this little bit of inspiration here of like, no, you're not through. No, you're not through. And I hope they're right. (laughs)
0: so it's i I feel like this is definitely the bleakest song on the record for sure and so I, i appreciate we'll go next to one that's a little bit more it's it's has dark subject matter as well but it's a little bit more rockin it's called too many husbands That's the end of the song. And I find that we keep, when we're choosing which sections to play, we keep going back to the back half of the song because I think a lot of these have a structure where they start out with a long instrumental and it kind of builds up. Then you introduce the vocals and it's a little bit menacing or kind of quieter. And then it really revs up in the back half of the song.
1: Yeah, there there is a sense of, yeah, the buildup and payoff and we're just giving you the payoff but it's you know these songs are obviously better in their entirety but uh go get the album go listen um yeah i just so many weird little quirks i love the this kind of almost industrial sounding very discordant and yet really cool kind of pedal sounds going at the over those instrumentals and i contrasted with that i really appreciate in a couple of the verses here and it's an odd structure where it's like four verses and then a chorus and then another two verses in a chorus Mm -hmm. so a little off there but that She'll find a word and just repeat it over and over again. So there's a nee 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 nee, and then a penny, 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 mm-hmm. penny. And in each case, it almost loses all meaning and becomes just this abstract instrument. And it sounds really cool.
0: Yeah. As a drummer, you can almost hear the fact that she thinks of vocals as syncopation and kind of a, another percussive instrument.
1: Yeah. I, you know, this is a studio album, which is, I guess, produced by the same guy who's produced almost every Discord record ever. Mm-hmm. And that, she's obviously not singing and drumming at the same time and i know on their bandcamp page they say we hope to tour someday <laughs> and it's always you know how can a drummer pull off also doing the vocals but can't wait till we get the chance to see that because yeah, it's someday. amazing she's so good at both it's really remarkable
0: so the next song we'll play is called she to <laughs>
1: order was given and hopes of
0: transgression two people lying one in the road
1: we all stare at our- like this song but it is really hard to talk about because it is so strangely structured there we get these three verses each verse has a very different vibe as we just heard that it went Mm -hmm. from a very loud to very quiet which ends up being really pretty where you hear i think Mm -hmm. imakai and imi farina just very gently complimenting each other and it's so sweet even as it's this song that i think again it's hard to put a handle on there seems to be a lot of military industrial complex but also personal interpersonal relationships and it seems to encompass the world even to the extent of a lyric the seas are more pressing than stars Mm -hmm. like that is you know getting metaphysical deep stuff too and it all comes back to this repeated refrain of we all start our hands which seems Mm -hmm. to be this kind of refrain of helplessness but we come from this really quiet verse into explosive guitar solos And you hear as it starts loud and then it keeps getting louder and there's this really aggressive guitar figure. And that rhythm is what becomes the name of the song where they sing Bob," which is gibberish. And it sounds like some like 50s bubblegum pop. And instead it's this call to action (laughs) and letting your anger come out in this ridiculous gibberish word. It's so it's such a strange song and i i found myself utterly charmed by it
0: you know we do a lot of just by the nature of the kind of albums we talk about we do a lot of new musicians who are sort of younger and trying to prove themselves and there's something really great about hearing musicians who are very experienced and have a lot of have have said things a lot of different ways from a musical standpoint but being feeling confident enough to do things that are really kind of weird and don't come across as self-indulgent or jam bandy which is probably the biggest insult i can give any type of music but it it really is meaningful and communicates an emotion well but it's very weird
1: yeah and it's yeah it's produced cleanly but not it's not antiseptic like there's just Every second of this album is pulsing with life. You get the sense that it is intricately constructed and yet there's an improvisational Mm -hmm. vibe to it. The sense that they're jamming, the sense that they are so comfortable with each other as musicians because they've been playing for decades Mm -hmm. and or married to each other. And that sense of comfort and ease is so... It's so effective. Mm -hmm. They are... Yeah, they're they're able to just pull off crazy stuff that most bands couldn't even attempt.
0: And I think the point about the production is a good one because I think if it had had a more grungy production or more sloppy, it would be an entirely different record. And it's the clean sound that keeps it from being, I think, irritating.
1: Yeah, it's remarkable. So coming from this, which again, all over the map musically, we go into the very end of the album where I think things continue to be, Surprise we surprise to the end, or at least here on the penultimate track, which is called Inauguration Day. What has called an execution oh. on a temporary stay. But the sun will surely sit just like any
0: other day? What surprising is the expectation that we foreshadowing for a band that recorded this record before the pandemic and before we had, you know, people not being able to probably vote in person in November. So people are having to vote by mail and then Congress trying to sabotage voting by mail by defunding the postal service. And, you know, just this very prescient line of what's surprising is the expectation that we ever had a say about who'd be standing on that carpet on inauguration day. It's like a real punch for the penultimate track.
1: Yeah, the that chorus of repeated pageantry in these incredibly discordant, angry like the harmonies are so unpleasant. And, and they and
0: they get more discordant towards the end of the song, where it really becomes kind of unhinged.
1: Yeah, and just this re- this repeated message in that bridge of, yeah, a hundred thousand strong. There's some people here. To- see you they don't think they agree with you and yeah that um yeah this is very much an album that you know the sort of album that a band based in dc is well equipped to make that you know we're with that another refrain on this album which was on one of the other songs that was like oh we're living with our enemies and somehow we're all we have to make this work and i'm not sure we can and it's real scary
0: <laughs> i also feel like the tone of it is a record made by adults who you know remember that this isn't the first time that has this might be worse but it's not like this is the first thing time this has happened and minor threat started as a band during reagan's america and you know there's kind of a recognition that w- things are getting worse but th- what we can do is also limited. We would like to throw ourselves at the cause, but like things may be going down the drain and there's not really a lot we can do besides have a cup of tea.
1: Yeah. It's, it's not the most hopeful album. (laughs) So I try to take hope from just how listenable it is. Take, take, you know, the, one of the joys you have when things Mm -hmm. are dark is the joy of artistic creation. And these tracks are all so different and yet all so full of delightful surprises. Like I love how the verse, like in that verse, and there's really only one verse in this song and the lyrics are almost like the 60s kind of folk psyche vibe with this real echoey, like it feels to be pulling back to a more hopeful time sonically, even as it's singing about kind of a political despair. And I know you made the comment back on you know, the too many husbands about Amy Freina using her voice as a percussion instrument. And here, it's like if you're not listening closely, oh, it's just kind of a shaker. But I'm pretty sure it's just her going, yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah, these little charming touches that take the edge off of what could be, you know, a despairingly dark album. It's 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 fundamentally life affirming because of these their embrace of art in the face of darkness
0: that's a that's a good thought to go out on so we're gonna go out with the last song which is called would and you've been listening to for the record we've been discussing the debut record by koriki thanks so much for listening